This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Radio show. It is Wednesday, June 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the savage one, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, doing good, Christian. It's great to be here. Uh, Nuggets won in double overtime last night, so they got a lead three to two in the series. They go to game six in Portland, which will be a tough one. Uh, hard fought for round one, but... Uh, Hell of a game last night. Uh, refs' calls were a little questionable, but, uh, you know, not a bad. It was a hell of a good basketball game to watch. And uh, other than that, uh, doing good back to reality today. So, yeah, you know, it's you got a rare Tuesday off yesterday, which uh, I'm sure was nice. You know, we talked about before it was the, good. the show. You got to get some things done that you normally wouldn't get to do. Uh, but it is, like you said, back to reality today. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's always hard. You get the holiday week, so you have the shortened week, which is great. But then you've got uh, whew, it's a long road ahead before the next one. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, I know we've talked about it in the past, but uh, have you ever had a nightmare neighbor? Somebody who was just awful that you lived next to? And uh, what did they do to make it such a nightmare? Uh, well... I had I've had two of them. I've had the uh, I've kind of had I've had the annoying one, and then I've had some bad neighbors. When I think about it. <laughs> the guy above us in Reno, he was a nightmare because he used to stomp all the time and he used to beat his girlfriend. So oh. that was awful. Yeah, so you had to hear that and try to call the cops. That was bad, but he never did anything to us other than he was loud and abusive. Uh, the neighbor. My last neighbor neighbor when I owned a house in uh, Thornton, he used to one-up us. Every time we do something, he'd do something else. So we get the house painted, he paints it brighter and then brags about how cheaper his was. We get the trees trimmed, he gets his trees trimmed. And then he brags about how he went through this company that was so much cheaper than ours. (laughs) We got our roof done, he got his roof done and so forth. It was like every time we did a home improvement that was pretty significant for the change of our house – he had to go and try to one up us, and it was just like, you know, it, I got a Tacoma. I was just like going right to say, the yep. End, and then he went out and got a Tundra because it was bigger, <laughs> and he got a better deal. So I'm going to have to go with him because he was kind of a. 
I liked him while I lived there, but looking back, he's actually a dick and a pot stirrer. Like I found <laughs> yeah. post-divorce, like he was telling her stories of like I would say, and he would tell me stories that yeah, he just spun. He just is a spinster is what he was. So. <laughs> spinster well, and an upgrader. So I'm going to go with that dude. With as bad as he was, luckily he wasn't as bad as this lady. The Minnesota woman known internationally as the neighbor from hell is once again being accused of endlessly harassing the next door homeowners. Lori T. Christensen first rose to infamy a decade ago after her her years-long harassment of her White Bear Lake neighbors led to the made-for-TV moniker. It was all enough to capture the attention of 2020, which highlighted the more than 100 calls to police, almost 50 citations, and enough mugshots to fill a photo album. In 2013, she was sentenced to five years probation and 50 hours of community service after pleading guilty to a felony harassment charge. She was also ordered to stay away from her victims, the Hoffmans. Christensen once again is facing serious allegations of erratic behavior and harassment, this time from her current neighbors in White Bear Township. Christensen, 58, was charged in Ramsey County Thursday with two counts of stalking, one of them a felony, this being her third alleged stalking violation in the past decade. Her alleged actions, which reportedly started in 2016, forced her then-neighbors to move out in December of 2019, saying they could no longer tolerate her behavior, according to charges. Here is what Christensen is accused of doing. Christensen regularly videotaped the family when they were in their front or backyard or when out riding their bikes to the point where their daughter was uncomfortable going outside. Christensen, in summer of 2017, ran into their yard and bit their dog. Christensen routinely swore at the family's blind dog and PF, I don't know what a PF is, yelling obscenities and accusing PF of being drunk, blonde, and not having intellectual capacity. Christensen berated and filmed a fencing contractor and city inspector. Christensen filed a bevy of complaints against PF and TF to the sheriff's department and township manager, including accusations they stored property on the side of their home, put sump pump water in a creek, and were parking incorrectly. Christensen kept a female mannequin head on a stake on her deck and would sometimes turn it to look at PF. Again, I don't know what PF or TF is. Christensen is suspected of cutting a cable line to PF and TF's home as it went through her yard. And then Christensen praised her barking dog as an attack defense that workers were working on. Sounds like this woman truly was a neighbor from hell and uh, so glad that none of us live next to her. Unless you're listening and you do live next to her. Oh my gosh, what a... God, what a psycho. Right? Oh. Surprised her name wasn't Desi. <laughs> little Jeez inside. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, Good Lord. Folks, it is Wednesday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! Yeah! It is Hump Day, and as we do on Wednesdays, we've got Words Are Hard. We have a segment called The Greatest Generation, and then we round out the day with This Day in history. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. 
from the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about uh, each show. It is our Phoenix line, our 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you had a truly heinous neighbor from hell we want to hear about it. Give us a call. Definitely. At, That'd be a good one. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, being that it is Wednesday, we like to look at the English language, uh, maybe some of the, the weirdness, the intricacies of this uh, language that we've come to know and somewhat love with a segment i like to call words are hard so uh today's words are hard is actually a revisit of our old friend idioms these are sayings common everyday sayings that have origins back in the past and it actually stems from one of the holidays yesterday which was don't give up the ship day and now the origin of don't give up the ship was uh, james lawrence who was a navy captain commanding the uss chesapeake during the war of 1812 well, on June 1st, uh, 1813, his crew was locked in a fight with the British HMS Shannon, and he was shot. And in his dying wish, he basically uh, told his crew, don't give up the ship. So that's where that came from. And I figured, you know what, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at some of the other idioms that we've come to know and love here in Words Are Hard. Tony, if I say... Hands down, he is the greatest guy ever. What do I mean by, by hands down? Hands down, you mean there's no doubt about it. Undisputed, that is the best. Uh, or you're saying that person or that thing is the absolute best. It, there's it, no debate. Exactly. Yeah, you know, without a lot of effort, you know, by far. Well, the origin, winning hands down, once referred to a 19th century horse racing, uh, when a jockey could remove his hands from the reins and still win the race because he was so far ahead. So he was so far ahead that he was the hands down winner, which is why we get the idiom hands down. Cool. Let's keep moving Good. on with words are hard. Exploring some of our favorite idioms. What if I say, uh, I want to ride shotgun? What does it mean, riding shotgun, Tone? Riding shotgun, you want to ride up front in the passenger seat. So that was always a big thing, even when we were in high school. Shotgun. It still is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once right up front, otherwise you're riding in the back. And sometimes in some cars, uh, riding in the back sucks. So, (laughs) you know. 
Well, uh, the origin of this comes from, well, the Wild West, as you might have guessed. The person who sat next to the driver was often equipped with a shotgun to kill any robbers that might happen upon the coach, hence riding shotgun. Oh, that's cool. Did not know that one. Uh, you learned something new. I like turtles. <laughs> Moving on with words are hard. Talking idioms, Tony, if I say uh, don't fly off the handle, what do I mean by flying off the handle? Don't lose your cool. Don't overreact. Yeah, that's, don't. It's typically what that's used don't, for. Don't suddenly become enraged. Well, the origin, this one is said to come from poorly made axes of the 1800s that would literally detach from the handle. And I could understand why somebody would get mad, uh, either if you were the user of the axe or if you were in the path of the uh, flying blade, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're flying blade, it's, uh, you're done. It's over. Most definitely. <laughs> All right, moving on. Talking idioms here on Words Are Hard. <laughs> Tony, it's the end of the day, and I tell you, sleep tight. What do I mean by that? Um, well, you're meaning sleep good and uh, tight under your covers in the sense that uh, hopefully you don't wake up. Exactly. Like, as far as you have a... Nice full rest of sleep there. Yeah, uh, hopefully you do wake up the next morning, but not in the middle of the night. (laughs) Well, one possible origin of this phrase dates back to when mattresses were supported by ropes. Sleeping tight meant sleeping with the ropes pulled tight, which would provide a well-sprung bed. So before springs, before slats, they used ropes. And if it wasn't tight enough, you'd dip into it like a burrito. And I can't imagine you sleep well that way. Right. Well, maybe. I don't know. You're like, hmm? yeah, you yeah. might just be snug there. Now, if you're sleeping next to somebody, not so much, I guess. Exactly. And some mattresses these days uh, still give you that effect, depending on how cheap you go. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Talking words are hard. Here's a more modern one that we use all the time. But it, uh, basically, if we say that a show has jumped the shark, what do we mean, Tone? Uh, Jumping the Shark comes from a Happy Days reference when the episode Fonzie jumped uh, he jumped a thing of sharks on a motorcycle, I believe. So now uh, what that means is the show has just gotten so ridiculous that it's literally gotten to that Happy Days moment where, yeah. oh, man, it jumped the shark. It got crazy, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's that point where the show will get no better. It basically hits a decline at that point. And uh, you were mostly right about the origin. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned it was Happy Days. The character Fonzie literally jumps over a shark while water skiing. Not on a motorcycle, but that's okay. Oh, I thought it was a motorcycle. That's even worse. Yep. Afterward, radio personality John Hine popularized the phrase jump the shark to describe the decline of the show. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's not often we get modern idioms, but uh, that's probably the most uh, modern one that I can think of. It's kind of crappy that 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 it's still like if you're like Henry Winkler and your character, like, how would you do that in the writing room? I got this idea. So Fonzie is going to jump shark water skis it's complacency and laziness at that point they figured you know they're throwing darts at the walls yeah yep 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 we're doing that happy days (laughs) they figured they were one of the most popular shows on tv they could just write anything and people would watch it obviously shows that run a long time do it even the best of them they do they do walking dead's done (laughs) 
Oh, How yeah. I Met Your Mother did it. Yep. They, they just eventually they just hit it, and yeah. you're just like, oh. No when to pull, pull that ripcord. Well, let's no. keep rolling on talking. Words are hard. <laughs> Tony, if I tell you to mind your P's and Q's, what do I mean? That means basically mind your business and just stick to yourself. I don't know where the P's and Q's come from, but uh, it's basically um, – just mind your own business. Yeah, be on your best behavior. Well, there are many origin stories for this one, but perhaps the one that is most fun is that bartenders would keep track of the pints and quarts consumed by their patrons with letters P and Q. So mind your pints and quarts, be on your best behavior, and make sure you actually pay for what you uh, consumed. All right. Good to know. <laughs> That's kind of a weird tie-in for all that, but... Hey. Yeah, that, that's why it's an idiom. Now, and, now yeah. I understand the P's and Q's. I never got that. I never understood why I've, I've heard that before. I'm like, why don't you just say be on your best behavior? That's or, what makes this show fun and educational. Yeah. All right, let's keep rolling on. Talking words are hard. <laughs> Tony, what if I say he's armed to the teeth? Ooh, that's a good one. I've never actually heard that idiom before. But Seriously. I'll get I've never heard. He's armed to the teeth, um, which means he's loaded. He's uh, ready to go, would be my guess. I've, I've never heard that one. Yeah, I'm extremely well equipped. Well, the idea behind being armed to the teeth is that the weapon wielder would carry the maximum number of weapons, so many that he or she would be forced to carry some between his or her teeth. And uh, actually, to expand on that, I heard it came back from the days of pirates, where, you know, they basically had those one-shot blunderbusses, so they would pack as many uh, uh, guns on them as possible, and then they would stick the uh, knife in their mouth in between their teeth to have that final uh, weapon when they've used all of their uh, guns. He's armed to the teeth, me matey. he. <laughs> let's roll. Uh, speaking of let's roll, let's keep moving on with words are hard. Talking about the origins of some of our favorite idioms. Tony, what if I say, man, he pulled out all the stops. Uh, he went everything and then some. So, <laughs> And we got a moment of silence from you there, Tone. So if you wouldn't mind repeating that one more time. Sorry, there's, yeah, there was a, yeah, no worries. Sorry, I got a uh, stupid phone call. Um, it would basically being... Pulling out the stops. Uh, repeat the question. I got thrown off. Pulling out all the stops is uh, making sure you've left no stone unturned and you went above and beyond to make sure whatever you're doing goes off without a hitch and, you know, and you're doing everything you can to make it so special or whatever it is you're doing. Exactly. Well, uh, the origin for this, alluding to the piano-like instrument, the organ, this phrase refers to when the stops are pulled out to turn on all of the sounds in an organ, allowing the organ to play all the sounds at once and therefore be as loud as possible. I didn't realize that it was related to a musical instrument. I figured it was you know, having to something to do with uh, either stop signs or uh, you know, speed bumps or something along those lines. Yeah, that's crazy. Did yeah. not know that. And then finally here on Words Are Hard. Talking about uh, our favorite idioms. If I say, oh, man, your ears must be burning. What do I mean by that? Yeah, you mean somebody's talking about you or your name is coming up in a conversation. Typically, that's what you would think it does. 
Exactly. So your ears ring in, yeah. <laughs> well, the origin for this, uh, in Roman times, it was believed that a tingling or burning sensation in the ears meant that someone was being talked about by others. The ancient belief that the left-hand side signifies evil and the right hand for good also applies. Therefore, if a person's right ear was burning, then he was being praised, but a burning left ear indicated that he was the subject of evil intent. So uh, next time your ears are burning... Make note of which ear it is and uh, just know either somebody's saying something good about you or something bad. But uh, yeah. in any case, folks, that does it for this segment. Hopefully you're not talking too bad about us during the break, but we are headed in the yeah. break. When we come back, we've got a segment called The Greatest Generation. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now you can also enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go with the ngbn.tv app on your smart TV or mobile device. Just download the app, find the Phoenix Media channel there, and you can enjoy this show and all the other great Phoenix Media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81 or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81 as well. Well, folks, uh, in this segment that I've titled The Greatest Generation, we're going to look at, uh, oh, the generation that, uh, depending on how old you are, are either your parents or your grandparents, defined as the greatest generation, and uh, some of the odd, quirky, funny things that they do that, uh, you know, just make us laugh as, uh, you know, the millennials or the Gen Xers that we are. So, uh Tony, before we get into it, any funny uh, grandparent stories uh, to share? Um, off the top of my head, uh, just my grandma, who was uh, Filipino, uh, when she would cuss, she couldn't enunciate some of the stuff for like the way her uh, accent was. Uh, some of it was uh, like if she said the F word, it was typically fook, you know, you fook, fooking at all. <laughs> like like couldn't get the s's out so so to hear your so to hear my filipino grandmother cuss was rare but when you heard it it was funny because you're like that's not doesn't sound right fukin fukin <laughs> at all uh so uh you know so that uh funny stuff but uh off the top of my head i can't remember anything funny they did okay it was just usually things they'd say or uh <laughs> my grandma got cut off on the road once and that's where I heard the the fucking owl. So, <laughs> well, I keep telling you, you got to watch Joe Coy's comedy specials. Uh, you know, he's Filipino, talks about his Filipino mother. I think you'd really appreciate it. And oddly enough, it's his birthday today too. So, yeah, well, happy birthday to him! I definitely <laughs> got to check that out. Yep. Well, uh, let's go ahead and kick things off here in the Greatest Generation. Excellent. 
This one, uh, a post from Ms. Lovely 13 says, my grandpa is spending the weekend at our house and he pinned this to his door. And it's a handwritten note that says, warning, I'm naked in here. Do not enter unless you're ready to see a whole lot of dick. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. It's just straight up. <laughs> and I'd like to think that when He's I'm... On fire! I'd like to think that when I'm older, I, I won't lose that sense of humor as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's funny. Don't, don't come in if you don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Well, moving on with the greatest generation. Excellent. You have this person who said, uh, my grandma who labeled her light switches like this. You have one that's for the fan, the other for the kitchen, the other for the living room. And then the last one says, Russia? With a question mark. Right. <laughs> Apparently, it powers the entire uh, uh, country of Russia. That's just going to make you want to, you know, drop that switch and just, you know, just go. Mm, drop? Yes, Russia. I'm super Russian. Susha from Russia. Say hello, Susha. <laughs> Moving on with the greatest generation. Excellent. Yeah, this one who uh, they say my grandma's technique for cooking with hot oil. And it looks like a uh, boy. Like a uh, derelict version of Captain Hook, where she took a Mountain Dew two-liter Coke, you know, uh, a soda bottle, cut off the bottom, stuck a spoon through the end so she could stick her entire arm into the uh, Mountain Dew bottle, and then a uh, uh, towel covering the rest of her forearm. And like I said, it looks like, uh, you know, Captain Hook made a trip to uh, the trash heap. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's ingenious, but, uh, you know, a little on the... Uh, Trashy side, we'll to, for lack of a we'll better have to term. Give this one the. Uh... You're not funny. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on with the greatest generation. Excellent. This one reminds me of my Oma, who uh, simply sends a text to their granddaughter that says, "Brooke, please send me a skinny picture of yourself." Ouch. Ooh. Ooh. Grandparents can be brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's, the older generation, they don't care. There's no filter. Yep. My Oma, you know, I'd, I'd go see her and she'd be like, did you put on some weight? It's like, really? You have to point that out. Luckily, yep. I'm more svelte than I've ever been. But uh, <laughs> my Aunt Karina's mom, she does that. And she calls her husband. Damn, Glenn, you got fat. You fat, Glenn. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I think he, I think he knows, but be nice. Right. Right. You don't have to call it out, especially <laughs> like, in front I, of everybody. Knows. Yeah, you know, we, we see it. We're all not going to talk about it. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on with the greatest generation. Excellent. Sometimes they buy products just for the uh, cost savings aspect. For instance, this grandpa who uh, bought Vibrant Mullet Shampoo, formulated for all mullets and rat tails. Um, hey, I guess if it works, it works, right? Right. <laughs> Does Grandpa have a mullet or no? He just accidentally brought it. Unfortunately, it doesn't show, but my guess is that he probably doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awesome if he did. Yeah, baby. Mullets don't yeah. strike it's me as mullet. quite the uh, baby boomer type uh, hairstyle. But you no, they are in today, though. They're everywhere. Glenwood Springs is that, and kids wear pit vipers. Yeah, it's weird. They're coming back. It's a country music thing they're, that I've noticed. And They're huge pit vipers and mullets, man. It's nuts. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on. The Greatest Generation. Excellent. You have uh, from user Awesome Brandon, who uh, mentioned that, uh, 
You know, his grandmother found a jello pan that uh, didn't realize that it was actually the shape of a giant penis. And, uh, you know, <laughs> jello's jello. It tastes good no matter what the shape, right? Yeah, there you know. Good job. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Oh, jiggly penis there. Okay. <laughs> Rolling on with the greatest generation. Excellent. You have this user who says, my grandpa got YouTube on his TV, but couldn't figure out how to make it full screen. So he just put blankets over the parts he didn't want to look at. And it's a, you know, typical widescreen with a, uh, the YouTube window taking up uh, maybe two thirds of the screen and then the rest surrounded by other windows. Well, he took towels and covered those little other windows that he didn't want to see. It's one way to do it. I guess if you can't figure out how to maximize what? it. In the actual ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tony, it's, you use that soundbite at the most appropriate time here on The Greatest Generation. Excellent. From user Lish Kamar says, uh, my grandma who got her dog this questionable chew toy, which is a um, probably two-foot double-sided uh, sex toy with the dog looking at it, probably knowing more about it than the grandmother actually does. <laughs> oh, Fluffy, what is that? Son of a bitch. Oh, why is it it got two ends of have mushroom helmets on there? Hopefully it wasn't used. Uh, Otherwise, uh, oh, the dog would be uh, not happy. Well, let's keep rolling on. Could you imagine, too, like, like coming out like you're the girl and that's yours and you like the dog's just sitting out there playing with it, like tossing it (laughs) up in the air? That'd be terrifying. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. Talking the greatest generation. Excellent. Uh, you have this grandmother who replaced Scarlett O'Hara's face with her own, because why not? And it's a painting from Gone with the Wind, and uh, Scarlett, Scarlett O'Hara is being you know, picked up and carried. But uh, instead of Scarlett's face, grandmother cut out her own face, stuck it in there, and uh, you know, maybe she's just longing after, uh, oh, forget the character's name now. It's going to haunt me. <laughs> now, Friday will chime in and let you know. That's her movie. Okay. All right. That's her movie. Well, Wal- is it Gone with the Wind? No, Gone with the Wind's her movie. Sorry. This is Gone, from, Gone with the Wind. Oh, is it? Yep. I think it was, she might be Sound of Music. I'm getting them all confused. Yeah. It's one of those old-ass movies she likes. <laughs> She'll chime. Same but different. All right. Keep rolling on. <gasps> Talking the greatest generation. Excellent. Well, you know, sometimes grandparents have a tough time keeping their grandkids straight. So you have this grandmother who literally labels her grandkids to keep their name straight. Got a label name maker, put label on one kid's name uh, head, says Jericho, the other kid named Alex. Uh, One way to remember who the kids are, right? Yeah, which one are you? I'm Jericho. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Get them those uh, um, name tags. Hello, my name is. That might be a better way yeah. to do it than sticking it on their foreheads. Yeah, probably wouldn't do it on the foreheads. Because as a kid, I can't imagine that it would stay on long. But uh, yeah, that'd be tough, especially if they were twins. It'd be really hard. And you don't know. <laughs> exactly. You gotta find a way to, gotta find a way, man. Give them different colored shirts and go jot it down somewhere. Okay, Jericho's in blue and uh, Americo's in white. Gotcha. Mm, makes sense. Rolling on, talking the greatest generation. Excellent. Of course, there was one point where, you know, our our parents and grandparents got the uh, portable, uh, you know, picture printers, you know, that 
print out photographs. Well, then the digital age came along. Well, you have this grandmother who prints out pictures from Facebook that she liked, and it's physical phone screenshots that she then printed out, uh, I mean, with the heading, the bottoms, the banners, the number of likes, the comments, all of that onto a, a beautiful, glossy photo. <laughs> crop, Grandma, crop. <laughs> oh, and then finally here in the greatest generation. Excellent. You have this grand- grandmother who eats her cheese puffs and her Cheetos with a fork. Sadly, my dad does that too. I'm in danger. Yeah. I guess it's not bad. You want to get your fingers all, uh, you know. Makes sense. I've heard people. Orange and powder, yeah. Yeah, eating them with chopsticks. So why not? Fork works just as well. Fork fork and Cheetos, you know. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for this segment. When When we get back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. That means it's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. All right, a little air... Uh, was that airplane? No, Naked Gun. No, Dragnet. Yeah, one of those. Leslie Nielsen. Was he was in all yeah, of those. I don't know. And plus, I just thought, I'm like, yeah, it's like the intro uh, during our intro. Why not? Exactly. I was running out of time, couldn't find anything else. I'm like, no, we'll just <laughs> Well, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always get the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Like, subscribe, share. And I'm supposed to tell you Rhett was the name of the character. Rhett. Rhett. And from Gone with the Wind. That's it. So. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, yes, folks, thanks, Jamie, for that one. Absolutely. Well, being that this is the final segment of the show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Passing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right. Uh, kicking off This Day in History, this day in 1625, Prince Frederick Henry is sworn in as vo- Viceroy of Holland and Zealand. Um, I, I never understood why there were so many different names for the different uh, hierarchies, you know, lords, viceroys, barons, uh, princes. You are the Prince of Orange, Frederick Henry. You are now the King of Viceroy, Holland Zealand. Ah. <laughs> that looks exactly ah. like he would sound as well. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, right? Exactly. Moving on, this day in 1835, P.T. Barnum and his circus begin their first tour of the U.S., which uh, actually ran all the way up until just a few years ago, if I remember correctly. 
Yeah, it was big. I got this idea. We're gonna get a bunch of animals. Yeah, hear me out. We're gonna we're gonna put little hats on them. They're gonna ride bicycles, and then and then you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna find clowns, and then people are gonna be uh, acrobats. It's gonna be a great show. That's where the Flying Graysons got their start, right? Yep. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say Robin, but uh, I left it out. But yeah. Let's roll on this day in 1863. Harriet Tubman leads Union guerrillas into Maryland, freeing the slaves. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there is a movie coming out about Harriet Tubman uh, relatively soon. Oh, okay. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. All right. Uh, Union guerrillas in Maryland. Yeah. And not monkey guerrillas, but yeah. Yeah, I know. War, war fighter people <laughs> fighter fighters war fighter people war fighter Ugh. people it's wednesday words are hard moving on this day in 1875 alexander graham bell makes the first sound transmission obviously that led to his invention of the telephone and tony do you remember how he proposed people picked up the phone and answered ahoy hoy that's it yep ahoy, so, hoy. so glad we didn't do that yeah. <laughs> Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on this day in 1896, Italian engineer and inventor Guglielmo Marconi applies for the first ever patent for a system of wireless telegraphy in the United Kingdom. It's amazing to think that in 1896, somebody was working on technology that we use every day now. And of course, he had a bad, that badass name, Guglielmo Marconi. That's a Guglielmo. Hello, everybody. It's Elmo Macaroni. Ho ho, Elmo here. <laughs> I'm an Italian engineer and inventor. That's right. Oh, wireless telegraphy. Yay! That's <laughs> what I think of every time I read his name. Elmo. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1924, you know, a couple days ago, we talked about the Trail of Tears and the dark spot in uh, American history. Well, Mm -hmm. luckily, this uh, at least took steps to right that wrong when President Calvin Coolidge signs the Indian Citizenship Act, also known as the Snyder Act, declaring all Native Americans to be American citizens. So, you know, didn't right all the wrongs, but at least it was a step in the right direction. It was. That's Calvin. Calvin Klein. (laughs) No, Coolidge. Speaking of presidents, this day in 1933, 33, I almost said 33-er. Yeah, 33-er, because it has FDR behind it. It looks like 33-er. FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, authorizes the first swimming pool built inside the White House. Crazy. You would think there'd be a swimming pool even earlier than uh, 1933, but sure enough. I declare there shall be a swimming pool in my house because I am the president. F D R. Build me a pool. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1935, future baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth announces his retirement as a player at age 40. I can't imagine uh, you know anybody playing baseball till they were 40. There were a few notable exceptions. I think Mark McGuire was nearly 40 when he retired. Yeah. Um, boy, A-Rod, he was uh, 40, 41, but very rarely do baseball players get yeah, to that age. They kind of they kind of cut it out around 35 to 38 in that range there. Exactly. 
All right, moving on this day in 1962, Ray, Ray Charles's cover of I Just Can't Stop Loving You from his influential crossover album, Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music, hits number one on the Billboard music charts. And, uh, you know, the, the movie Ray with Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles, fantastic movie, well worth going back and, and watching again. Uh, what a great musician and pioneer. Absolutely. Look at them pit vipers he's wearing. <laughs> Just kidding. Badass. There's big glasses, yeah. Pit vipers, yeah. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1981, oh, the peak of journalism. Barbara Walters famously asks Catherine Hepburn, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Did she end up answering? I I don't think she did. It's such a ridiculous uh, question. I mean, that's a James Lipton type wah, question. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Not yeah. Barbara Walters. You would expect more from her. Yeah. <laughs> wah, bah, wah, bah. Moving on this day in 1987, the Mariners draft Ken Griffey Jr. Number one, of course, a fantastic baseball player. And the last time the Mariners were any good. Yeah, sadly, the Mariners have not been good, but man, they've had some great players come through them. That's a shame, but they're they're not like a bad baseball franchise. They're not like the Rockies. They're fairly run pretty well. I mean, they were owned by Nintendo at one point. I forgot about that. That's crazy. That's how how they were able to do Ken Griffey Jr. baseball because Nintendo owned the Mariners. So fun fact, hell of a ball player. Actually, one of my favorite of all times. Yep, I used to have his rookie card. I might still have it somewhere, but uh, yeah. Hopefully you do. It's yep. worth some money. <laughs> well, let's roll on this day in 1989. Dead Poets Society, film starring Robin Williams, premieres Carpe Diem, everybody. Yeah. Great movie. Yep. Great actor as well. Yep. Sad loss when uh, he died a few years ago, took his own life yeah. due to d- depression. All right, uh, this, this day in 1994, Indonesian censors banned Steven Spielberg's Schindler's List. Fantastic movie, of course. You know, Indonesia's so censored anyway. It, it, we can see why they censored it, but uh, uh, sad that you know, people out there don't get to see it. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Find a way. It's, it's modern day. It's not hard to find things. Yep. This day in 1997, Timothy McVeigh is found guilty of the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think he died in prison. Which yeah, he, I don't. Yeah, I don't deserved. think he made it to the end of when he was supposed to be executed. Guy's a piece of crap. Absolutely. And then finally, here on this day in history, this day in 2004, Ken Jennings begins his 74-game winning streak on the syndicated game show Jeopardy. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think he's going to be a guest host for a run of the shows as well. Yeah, I think he already had his run. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, yeah, he had his. I know um, Mayim, is it Mayim Bialik? Mayim Bialik, yeah. Bialik, like she's doing it this week as it was in our entertainment section today. But um, when they go for a final, uh, a final host, I think that, Definitely, I can see him being in the running. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to have an official one, right? Yeah. I still think LeVar Burton needs to do it. You know, he's guest hosting, but uh, I think he needs to be the permanent one. 
Yeah. Yep. Be interesting. Look forward to seeing uh, what happens soon. Exactly. Because I think they're just doing the guest host this season, and then next season they'll have the uh, official replacement. Exactly. Well, folks, it is that time where we tell you about today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. For instance, today is American Indian Citizenship Day. God, words are hard. Coolidge. Obviously, what we talked about earlier. It is Global Running Day. If you enjoy running, get out there and run. Mm, It is I Love My Dentist Day, which is really no day ever. It is National Bubba Day. Okay, I guess just for the nickname. Bubba Girl. (laughs) National Leave the Office Early Day. I can't oh, do that because my office is at home, so yeah. that's the way it goes. I'm stuck at work. I can't do anything about it. It is National Rocky Road Day. It is National Taylor's Day. National Rotisserie Chicken Day. And finally, yell fudge at the Cobras in North America Day. Whatever that means. <laughs> Folks, that does it for our Wednesday show. We will be back tomorrow with Florida Man. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. Thank you.